Martin Pro. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Some have called the the promotion of the COVID shots as the biggest crime in history, mislabeling almost all side effects and resulting in more deaths from the so-called vaccines than from the virus itself. What are we to make of this, particularly when it appears that the U.S. government and Pfizer and other forces actually confederated together, we could actually say conspired together, we'll call it confederated together, cooperated together to spread the news of how effective these so-called vaccines, which were not vaccines, would be in saving lives, and that, in fact, it would be something that Jesus himself would not only do, but compel as an act of love. Is all that true? How are we to understand the fallout from all of this? Is it possible that from the very get-go we have been duped? It's not that all vaccines are inherently evil. But there's something very unique about this so-called vaccine, which the CDC finally had to admit was not a vaccine at all. And therefore, they changed the definition in order to try to make it seem like it was a vaccine and so they could keep calling it a vaccine, when in fact, it failed both of the purposes and definition of a vaccine, and that is to prevent transmission and to... uh, uh, make sure that you yourself did not get the so-called sickness, illness, or whatever that the so-called vaccine was intended to prevent. <clears throat> Neither one of those were true. Therefore, the jab failed the test to be called a vaccine by any term. So how is it then that it was promoted with such vigor and even by our religious or spiritual leaders. We want to focus on that here today on Viewpoint because it has tremendous significance for our times. It has tremendous significance for how easily it is for us to be seduced and deceived. You recall as we frequently have said here on this program, referring back to Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 24 called the Olivet Discourse, which is one of the longest uh, discourses of Jesus during his ministry, perhaps the longest being the Sermon on the Mount. But here we had one at the beginning, the Sermon on the Mount, and one at the end of his ministry, the Olivet Discourse, in which he's addressing his disciples with particularity. And so they ask him, Master, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And the very first thing out of his mouth was not to talk about wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and all of those kinds of things. The very first thing that he was concerned with was deception. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. Now, that message was reiterated 
throughout the Olivet Discourse there on the Mount of Olives, two days before his crucifixion. He said, and by the way, fellas, uh, this deception that we're talking about is going to be such that many will come in my name and deceive many. They'll come in my name. In other words, they'll use my name as a means to convince you against something that is untrue. Now, keep that in mind as we go forward in our program here today. Finally, he said, referring to the broader sphere of professing Christians, professing followers of Yeshua, of Jesus, he said, and by the way, if it were possible, even the very small remnant elect who don't fall away would be deceived. If it were possible, even they would be deceived. That's how great Jesus saw the deception that was coming upon the earth just immediately before his second coming. Does that get your attention? It should, because we're living in those times, friends. No man knows the day or the hour, but Jesus himself mocked the religious leaders of his time because they didn't understand the season and the times. He said, and you guys call yourselves the leaders of Israel, and you do not recognize the signs of the times, the seasons? Come on. You think you're so smart, you're so theologically smart, and you're like little miniature weatherman. The red sky in the morning is the sailor's warning, and the red sky at night is the sailor's delight. So if you understand those things, how is it you as the religious leaders cannot, do not understand the signs of the times? Those are Jesus' words. So, as we look at What is coming forth today? We need to take special heed to the implication of how easy, easily, we who profess the name of Christ, human beings professing the name of Christ, are not only able to be deceived, but willing to be deceived. So let me make a simple statement right up front. No person is ever seduced against their will. Never. No woman is ever seduced against her will. Now, she could be raped. That's not seduction. That's rape. No woman is ever seduced against her will. No man is ever seduced against his will. which implies there is within us a will to be deceived. So I have a fundamental question for you before we dig deeper into this today. Do you have a will to be deceived? And don't answer too quickly because, remember, we all put our pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. Just because the Pope wears a robe doesn't mean he can't put his pants on. 
We all put our pants on one leg at a time. We all eat food for sustenance. We all drink water for life. And we all, lurking deep in our innermost beings, there is a will to be deceived. The question is whether I'm going to yield to that will to be deceived. That's the real question. Will I, will you, will we yield to that voice, that surreptitious little gnawing voice that is the will to be deceived? The issue that we discussed today with regard to the COVID shots and the motivation, the marketing for it, and how it was done may very well reveal an awful lot about our will to be deceived. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. As you undoubtedly are aware, the Centers for Disease Control, CDC, voted last week to add COVID vaccines to the routine childhood shots. They voted 15 to nothing. In other words, it was unanimous. What is the implication of that? It's that ultimately school districts across the country their superintendents and their health people are going to glom onto this and say, look, if this is what the CDC says, then we should jump on board because we don't want to be left out. We don't want to be accused of not uh, wanting to do the best for the children in our schools. Therefore, we're going to make this a requirement then for kids to attend our school. I want to ask you a question. As you heard that, what goes on in your mind? Anything? Are there any yellow lights, red lights flashing that go on in your mind to cause you concern? There should be. Because if indeed, as has been discovered through many, many tests over the past couple of years, that children do not profit from these jabs. Not only do they not profit from these jabs, but these jabs cause them harm far more than any limited profit that they cause. That's been established. So why would the CDC vote 15 to nothing to add COVID shots to routine childhood shots. You gotta ask yourself the question. Let's suppose that the uh, United Nations voted 
196 to nothing, or however many nations there are currently, seems like it keeps changing, 193, 196 nations to nothing to mandate the COVID uh, jab for every human being. What would your response be? Well, let's suppose now that the United Nations merged with the Great Reset folk, which in fact they are virtually the same, and mandate that by 2030, not only will your children receive the jab, but you will have to receive the jab or you will not get any of the benefits promised by the rising global order, the new global government. Now what do you think? Are you going to take the jab? 95% of professing Christians, according to their current thinking, would take the jab. But why? Why would they do that? That is the big question that hovers over our conversation here today. This is not a game, friends. This is not anti-COVID day. That's not what this is about. This is about something far deeper, far more serious than COVID. The jab ultimately has killed and will kill far more people than COVID ever did. So the issue isn't COVID. The issue is something else. Now, in order to comprehend this a little bit more, before we get back to the promotion and marketing of the shot, a report just came out today from Finland. Finland exposes massive COVID reporting scandal. What was the conclusion? Nearly 40% of all reported COVID deaths were fraudulent. Finland has become one of the first countries to uncover evidence that state agencies around the world committed fraud in their COVID deaths reporting during the pandemic. So this isn't just about uh, uh, Finland. This is about the whole world. The Blockbuster Report sheds light on how public health agencies around the world hyped COVID-related deaths in order to drive mass hysteria. All right? What is the mass hysteria? Let's define that. It is an increasing urgent fear that if I don't take the jab, I'm going to die. It was in order to gin up fear at a pandemic level. So the greater pandemic was perhaps not COVID-19. The greater pandemic was a pandemic of fear that was actually intentionally stirred up to promote getting the jab. According to the chief specialist at the Finnish Institute for Health and Welfare, COVID-19 has not been the actual cause of death in up to 40% of fatalities that are attributed to the illness in Finland. As the Finnish report states, 
This specialist unit examines all finished death certificates before they're forwarded to the State Statistics Bureau. The unit focuses on coronavirus-related death certificates where the attended physician has listed COVID as either the primary or a contributing cause of death. The tally of COVID-related deaths stood at 6,407 on Tuesday, but that figure includes all deaths that have occurred within 30 days of a positive coronavirus test. According to the researcher, in nearly 4,000 of those cases, COVID is listed as the primary or immediate cause of death. In almost 1,600 of the cases, coronavirus was listed as a contributing factor. In approximately 900 cases, initially recorded as COVID-related deaths, the actual death certificates do not contain any indication of coronavirus infection at all. So the Finnish report further substantiates the complaints of statistical analysis and public health experts that there was a failure to differentiate between deaths from COVID and deaths with COVID during the pandemic. There is evidence, listen to this, there is evidence that in the United States, the conflation was deliberate in order to drive and perpetuate a state of public alarm. In the United States, the conflation of the two was deliberate. That's deliberate deception, friends, to seduce you to take the jab. Notice the deception was used to seduce. The most obvious red flags were that approximately 95% of COVID mortalities had multiple serious comorbidities and the average age of death was around life expectancy. The CDC statistics show that 95% of COVID-related deaths list an average of four comorbidities, while 5% list COVID as the only cause of death. Such comorbidities included cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, and the average age of COVID-related death, according to the CDC in America, is 77 years old. Are you beginning to get the picture? The CDC knew these facts and failed to disclose them because they knew that if they disclosed these facts, you would not be tempted to get the shot. So they had to deceive. They had to hide the truth in order to stir up Fear, a hysterical kind of fear, to where you would panic to get the shot for you and your kids. And to cause pastors to jump on the bandwagon to become the promotional agents for the deception. And use the name of Christ to do it. Is anybody listening today? Now, let's suppose that the same scenario came up 
with regard to the United Nations. And then the movement together of the global reset, the Great Reset, and uh, the United Nations and their 2030 agenda and all of that, that uh, in order for you to be able to provide food for your kids and to be able to enjoy your Social Security or whatever else, that you are going to have to take the jab. Now what are you going to do? Is your pastor going to encourage you to take the jab? Many will. As we're going to discover here, and you're going to be shocked at some of those who do. The problem here, friends, is we have lost our ability to spiritually discern. Our spiritual immune systems, which is the discernment level within us, is so minimal as to be subject to every spiritual deception and disease that comes down the pike. That's where we are. That's why on this program, friends, we're confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective, focusing specifically on the church. God did not call me to reach out to the pagans. They're condemned already, Jesus said. John chapter 3, same same chapter where John 3.16 occurs, just a couple of verses away. We don't, talk, we don't talk about it, but that's what Jesus said. So all of the warnings of Scripture, the warnings of Jesus, the warnings of the Apostle Paul, the warnings of Apostle John, James, uh, Peter, they're all to believers. That's the group that Jesus was concerned about primarily. He does want people to come to repent. He does want people to come and receive him as Lord and Savior. But very few will. But as many as will receive him, to them he gives authority to become the sons of God, even to as many as who believe on his name. To believe on his name does not necessarily mean to admit that Jesus is the Son of God. It means from the Hebraic viewpoint, that you will conform your life to that belief at every point and will not make excuses to the contrary in order to ride the fence and embrace the world and Christ at the same time. Now, because we are so easily, easily seduced, deceived. It's necessary for us to look at these situations in ways that anybody can get if they want to. I'm going to use, and I'm using my best lawyer-like skills to plead the cause of a lifetime to a jury of my peers the American people, but specifically the church in America. Professing Christians. We 
when Dr. Deborah Burks, one of the, the COVID pandemic coordinator under the Trump administration, admitted a few weeks ago in her book, Silent Invasion, that she would hide the data that was being sent to the states to guide their COVID responses. She says, our Saturday and Sunday report writing routine soon became write, submit, revise, hide, and resubmit. Notice the word hide. She said, fortunately, this strategic sleight of hand worked. So what did she say about that? She says, well, we had to deceive the people. We had to tell them that it wasn't going to prevent transmission. Otherwise, they probably would not have taken the jab. Are you listening? We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archive. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. As we push forward in this segment of the program today, you need to know that yours truly does not have a dog in this fight. I don't have a horse in this race. I have no connection whatsoever to Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, or to the U.S. government. I have no connection whatsoever to any of these groups. I have nothing to gain by sharing with you what I share with you today. I have nothing personally to lose. The only thing I can lose is to realize that I did not tell you the truth about something that was so profoundly dangerous to you and to your eternal destiny that I failed to tell you. And to do so in the most compelling way possible so that you could not dance around the issue but would have to deal with it in your mind and in your heart because you are going to have to deal with it. Many of you already have. But you're going to have to deal with it at a whole nother level. If you think that the promotion of the vaccine was a big deal, you ain't seen nothing yet to see the promotion of the mark of the beast. Did you hear me? If you think the forces were out there to persuade, and they persuaded you and hundreds, thousands, millions of your fellow citizens, including professing Christians and their pastors, 
And why do you think that that same scenario is not going to happen again on steroids? This was just a trial run, friends. As Dr. Burke said, we were so surprised that the American people were so easily willing to follow our dictates. They didn't think it would happen. They thought it was going to be a huge job. And it proved to be very easy. The American people were ready to be seduced. As long as the sufficient hype and fear induction could be transmitted by the necessary trusted sources, it would be a piece of cake. And that's what happened. So let's take a look at it. Dr. Joseph Ercola has put out a, uh, as I understand, a series of videos. I'm just going to give you um, some highlights here of a lengthy article that just came out two days ago. I think that this is going to help you to understand on the ground how serious this issue is. Entertainment industries across the world were enlisted to sing and dance about the wonders of vaccines and how the COVID shot would end lockdowns, give us back our freedom, and save the world. Just get the shot. A very simple message. Just get the shot. and It'll all happen. End the lockdowns. Stop the transmission. Give us back our freedom. Save the world. Well, 46% of all vaccine injuries in the last three decades have occurred in the past two years. Did you hear that? You were encouraged to take experimental jabs, the injection of material into your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, a living stone, ordained by God to build a temple unto him, and you took it. Yeah, you took it by faith, didn't you? Not faith in the Lord. You knew that it was an experimental vaccine. You knew that. You discovered ultimately it wasn't even a vaccine. You still acted. Many still acted. With full knowledge. Or enough knowledge to make a discerning decision. That's the end result, by the way, of this mass indoctrination campaign. Not improved public health, not freedom. And even though a majority of the populations across the globe have received the shot, the pandemic still has not been declared over. Now, a key component of the campaign was to entice people into taking these experimental bioweapons and has been to enlist trusted messengers. Now, I want you to remember that term, trusted messengers. Messengers from the social media influencers and celebrities to medical doctors and religious leaders. These are the people that were used to manipulate you. People you trusted. Now, 
I'm reminded of the passage in the Psalms that says it's better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in men. Better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in princes, popes, politicians, celebrities, pastors, even doctors, because they followed the same deceptive pattern. They weren't willing to stand up and do their own valuation, but rather just sucked up and sucked in to the indoctrination. And because they were doctors, Well, they must be right. How can it be wrong if a doctor says it's right? But you have to know what the doctor is thinking when he says that. Why does he think it's right? Because the CDC said so? Because Dr. Fauci said so? A deceiver himself? Or Dr. Burks? Even you former U.S. presidents preached the gospel of the COVID jabs. In it, they repeated the big lie that the shots will prevent infection and spread, thereby putting an end to the pandemic. But the enlistment of religious leaders is perhaps one of the most effective yet egregious ways to get shots into arms. Sounds an awful lot like what uh, Margaret Sanger did with black pastors to seduce black pastors to support Planned Parenthood and get all their women their nice abortions and kill off the black family. That's what she did, intentionally. Same procedure. As reported by the Daily Wire, evangelical pastors, theologians, and seminary heads across the U.S. followed the lead of Dr. Francis Collins, a self-proclaimed Christian and the former head of the National Institutes of Health who, quote, leveraged his relationships with church leaders like the purpose-driven life author Rick Warren and apologist Tim Keller, Keller to convince Christians across the nation that submitting to lockdowns and mandates was a matter of obedience to God. Now, this is something we need to understand. We need to think about this. The Apostle Paul, in Romans chapter 13, talks about us obeying the those that have authority over us. I agree with that. But we also are supposed to have discernment. Daniel did not obey the rule of the king of Persia who was seduced by hateful leaders in the Persian realm who hated Daniel and wanted to destroy him. And so Daniel fell under a law that required him, as everyone else in the Persian realm, not to pray to any other god other than the king for 30 days or be thrown in the lion's den. Remember that? Daniel didn't obey. Why did not Daniel obey? Because it was un, it was inconsistent with God's word, will, and ways for him to do so. 
with the religious leaders who were the political authorities in Jesus' day for the Jewish people, ordered Peter and John not to speak again in the name of Jesus. What did they do or say? They said, we ought to obey God. Should we obey God or men? They had to choose. You and I are going to have to choose and have discernment in which to choose. And when something comes out, like a experimental vaccine, Pfizer has come out and admitted that they had not done any testing whatsoever to determine that the disease, that COVID would not be transmitted if you took the jab. The same thing that Dr. Burks admitted in her book. And yet you were told just the opposite, weren't you? This COVID issue, not the COVID issue, but the vaccine issue, is a spiritual issue. It's not just a medical issue. It's a spiritual issue. And that's where the test was. To see what God's people would do under force or threat of force, like losing their job, losing this, losing that, if they didn't take the jab. Christianity Today theologian Russell Moore and Ed Stetzer, director of the Billy Graham Center, both argued that Christians had a responsibility to tamp down on conspiracy theories In other words, though, ideas and talk that was contrary to what the government was saying. Like the notion that the virus leaked from a Wuhan lab or that masks were ineffective. They said, no, as a Christian, you can't talk about those things. Why? Because it went against the government indoctrination. Really? No discernment. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Always a delight to be able to come before you here on Viewpoint to talk about the issues, uh, the concerns, that trouble us, that matter most uh, in our minds and our hearts, and particularly from God's viewpoint. Before we go further, I want to uh, seriously recommend that you get a copy of my book, Seduction of the Saints, 
how to stay pure in a world of deception. It will help you, help you understand how to walk in spiritual discernment with a vast array of different issues. People have found it so easy to read, but it's been eye-opening. It's been heart-changing. Seduction of the Saints, Staying Pure in a World of Deception. It's an $18 book, yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, also, because there is a serious link here between the motivation and the promotion that is going to take place concerning the mark of the beast and the COVID jab, I would urge you to get a copy also of the book Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. That book is not about COVID. However, as you read how that mark is going to come about, you're going to see, if you have an eye to see and an ear to hear, you're going to very clearly see the connection. There's a reason why that book was written. There's a reason why Seduction of the Saints was written. To prepare God's people for times of inordinate and overwhelming deception and seduction. Jesus said it was going to happen. Most Christians don't believe it yet. They just don't believe it. Their pastors don't believe it either. Because if they did, they would be preaching different sermons to their people. They would be getting very serious about preparing their people. They would be urging fathers and mothers and grandparents to take seriously the preparing of their children so that their children would not be deceived. That's what they would do. But they're not. Youth leaders would be taking serious preparation for the second coming for those who profess the name of Christ. Not just to try to get people saved, but for those who profess the name of Christ. I mean, when among those 20 and age, twenty years of age and under who profess to be followers of Christ, when only 20% of them believe that Jesus Christ is the only way, the only truth in the life, they're already massively deceived. They're, they can't even be Christians. They don't even believe the most fundamental thing that Jesus is the only way, the only truth, the only life. They believe in a universal kind of salvation. Are you beginning to see the environment that we're in? Now, very quickly, Francis Collins, who was working with Dr. Fauci, formed an organization called BioLogos, to create bridges between scientists and Christians. Then, in late August of 2020, BioLogos distributed a public statement titled, Love Your Neighbor, Get the Shot. That came in the name of Christ. Love your neighbor, get the shot. Okay, should we love our neighbors? Yes, 
We should. What does that mean, though? Does that mean you get the shot? No, not necessarily, because that's that's a non sequitur. You can't say just because you love your neighbor that you're going to get the shot. You need to evaluate what it means to get the shot. And is this really loving my neighbor? Or is this actually going to do more damage, not because of what I know, but because of what I don't know? Now, that statement, love your neighbor, get the shot, was signed by a long list of well-known Christian leaders, including N.T. Wright, Christian authors Philip Yancey, Lisa Sharon Harper, VeggieTales creator Phil Vischer, Christianity Today CEO Timothy Dorimple, and several seminary presidents. They all jumped on the bandwagon. All of them vowed to actively promote what they called accurate scientific and public health information from trustworthy consensus sources. In other words, to believe the lie that was coming down as long as it came from the government or the CDC. Anything else they called misinformation and conspiracy theories. That came from church leaders, friends, so-called evangelicals. Another said, get vaccinated because vaccination is a provision from God. Vaccinations have been a blessing, but this was not a vaccination, nor was it proven. We were lied to over and over and over again by using the word vaccination. It was not a vaccination, and it was totally experimental. Francis Collins in March of 2021 and Dr. Anthony Fauci and uh, others gathered together at the National Cathedral in Washington to promote the COVID jabs and, quote, inspire confidence in the coronavirus vaccines. Attending there were pastors, Presbyterian, Episcopal, Methodist, African Methodist, Episcopal, Baptist, and non-denominational Christians, as well as Jewish and Islamic people. And more than two dozen of these leaders lined up for public videos to get a shot. And Pope Francis went on to urge people to get the shot as an act of love. In other words, he was using the name of Christ. And Pope Francis' announcement, according to the Vatican News, declared that he made it in collaboration with the Ad Council, which was leading a massive communications effort to educate the American public and build confidence around the COVID-19 vaccines, whose stated goal, quote, quote, is to shift the public mindset from vaccine concern to vaccine confidence, unquote. Well, the lie implicit in the statement itself is it's not a vaccine. The Ad Council uh, created toolkits for faith communities, including pre-written sermons, pre-selected Bible quotes. Then, as if that were not enough, anchor your seatbelt. 
a number of religious leaders, including evangelist Franklin Graham, Reverend Jane Willen, and Canterbury Archbishop Justin Weldon, insisted that Jesus himself would get the jab if he were here today. I don't think so. Because Jesus had spiritual discernment. It's kind of an odd conclusion, I think, since Jesus warned of a future time when even the very elect would fall prey to a grand deception. So, this is, this is the rub. The COVID shot does not protect you from infection or death, nor does it protect anyone else. It doesn't protect against transmission. It was a lie from the get-go. And excess death rates skyrocketed after the rollout of the COVID shots. That's how we can unequivocally say that religious leaders around the world not only have utterly failed in their duty to the flocks they shepherd, but have actually been co-participants in their deception. Why? Because they chose to believe the lies, the deception of people who have made careers out of lying for political and other reasons, which, if you think about it, is a hallmark of Satan himself, the father of lies. Now, we don't even have time to go into the lengthy description of Pfizer. This article says Pfizer is one of the leading criminal corporations in the world, yet this is one whom religious leaders chose to place their trust in. In his paper, 2010 paper, Tough on Crime, Pfizer and the CIHR Robert G. Evans, Ph.D., Professor at Vancouver School of Economics described Pfizer as a habitual offender, persistently engaging in illegal and corrupt marketing practices, bribing physicians, and suppressing adverse trial results. Between 2002 and 2010 alone, Pfizer and its subsidiaries were fined $3 billion in criminal convictions, civil penalties, and jury awards. In 2011, Pfizer agreed to pay another $14.5 million uh, to set settle federal charges of illegal marketing. And in 2014, they settled federal charges relating to improper marketing of the kidney transplant drug Rapamune to the to- tune of $35 million. They also had a $75 million judgment to settle charges related to their unethical testing of a new broad-spectrum antibiotic on critically ill Nigerian children. That same year, Pfizer also faced thousands of lawsuits accusing it of hiding known side effects of its anti-cholesterol drug Lipitor. Even from within Pfizer itself, whistleblowers, former executives, have testified as to falsified trial data mislabeling of side effects, 
failure to report deaths and serious adverse events that actually were numbering in the tens of thousands and mounting evidence shows that COVID shots destroy immune function over time and actually make you even more susceptible to COVID, other infections, and chronic illness. So, kind of demolishes the love your neighbor argument, doesn't it? If you really love your neighbor, you would not have embraced the lie. If you really love your neighbor, you wouldn't be encouraging your neighbor, your friend, your relative, your husband, your wife, your congregation to take the mark, would you? Knowing that the consequences are eternal because the taking of the mark is deemed to be an absolute mark of your trust in Satan himself. Read it. Revelation chapter 14. You may hear in my voice a certain strength, a certain passion coming forth, and it's right to be passionate about things that matter, that really matter. But I'll tell you, behind that passion and that strong voice is a broken heart. Because I know how so many of my brothers and sisters who profess the name of Christ will willingly be seduced and deceived. If it could be done so easily with COVID, it could be done more easily with the mark. Thanks for joining us. Get a copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception, uh, $15 on our website. Also the book, Antichrist, $22 on our website, saveus.org. Become a partner, friends. Uh, Send your gifts by faith to Save America Ministries. Times are getting tough, and it's not just about elections. What we're talking about today is even more important than that. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.